Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I'm just going to talk about ministry and us being ministers of the word and of Christ. And, you know, whenever we minister, whenever you see people up on this platform praying, ministering, our, our ministers that come on the altar, in our connect groups, all of these ministers, we've, we first have a relationship with God, with, the, with the Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and we minister from that place. It's from, the, we get filled by reading the word, and we learn, we listen to messages, our faith grows, we become, we know his character, we start to understand how he works. And so anyone who's praying for someone else, they, they're ministering from that place of, of power and authority that we've gotten from him. And so we really are just vessels and uh, being used by, by the Holy Spirit. And when we can come into a relationship with him and understand that we can be used for his kingdom, that's when we can make an impact. And that's when we can make a change for not just ourselves, but for people in our world. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that today. I'm going to help you guys become those vessels as well if, if you're not quite there. So... It's just, it's, it's, the first thing is to understand that all the power and authority comes from him, from Christ, from a relationship with him. And we are here as distributors of, of that message and that word. And he, we know that because he gives us the Bible to empower us and equip us. So that even if we only just have his word, we're able to minister from his heart because he shares with us what his heart is. So... We're going to talk about fountains today. The title of my message is Fountain Flow. So fountains, they're, they're natural sources of, of living water. When, when we operate as a fountain, as a, as a distributor of God's uh, wisdom and grace and all of this, these things that are, are given to us by the Holy Spirit, in Matthew 12, 34, out of the overflow of our heart, the mouth speaks. So the word of God partnered with the Holy Spirit produces a flow in and through us. Isaiah 55, 11 says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish all what, what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. it you're, when you send the word out, the word of God out, it will accomplish everything that it's meant to and would not return to you void. That's such an encouragement for, for anyone sitting in here that, that feels like they're in a tough spot. You know, you pray the word of God, ask God, what is the word for the situation? He'll give you a word, and when you prophesy that word, know that it will not return void. And that's, that's such an encouragement to us as, as believers and as ministers of, of his word, that we can stand confident that, that when we are in agreement with him, things will shift. And that's why at Awakened Church, we believe we pray prayers that can shift circumstance here on earth. Because we fully believe that when we pray that the God of heaven operates in and through us and that we can see miracles on this earth. You know, a lot of people, they, they don't believe that God can move now, that if we pray now that we can see a healing. But this church, we believe it and, and um, we love it. Come on. And miracles are still for today. And we love being a part of it and love being a church that, that sees miracles, signs and wonders every week and maybe every day. We may don't even know about it. So I love it. 
All right, so we're going to talk about this morning five characteristics of a fountain and uh, five things that fountains are. Check my time. Okay, good. All right, the first thing that the fountain is, it's a source of life. Proverbs 14, 27. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the snares of death. Proverbs 10, 11. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. In Deuteronomy 30, 19. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Choose me, he says, that both you and your descendants may live. So the Bible is clearly showing us here, just in these three scriptures, that choosing Jesus is choosing life, that he brings life. And there is a distinction between blessing and cursing and death and life. And so we, we, the fear of the Lord is not that we are to be afraid of him, but that we're afraid of being separated from him, that it is in him that we find safety and security and all of these things that are good. And, you know, all of these things also reflect the character of God and that the character of God brings life. God's signature is life and life abundant. And we believe that here at Awaken Church. You know, we, we have a, uh, a saying that we are fun and holy. Our kids' church over there, when we teach our kids' church leaders, safety is number one, fun is number two, Jesus is number three. You know, we want our kids to be safe, we want them to have fun, and we want them to meet Jesus. And they're learning so much more than that. Yeah, but you know, fun is, is part of our signature. It's, you know, we, we're meant to have fun. At our night of Christmas, we have a Santa Claus helicoptering, for, like jumping out of a helicopter, you know? And there's no reason for that. Like, why, why? I mean, we don't, and it scared the kids actually because no one knew where Santa went. Like he jumped and we're like, where'd he go? And he landed in the water. I don't know where he landed. So all the kids are like, where's Santa? And we're like, I don't know. But it just shows that like our church, we have a sense of humor. We can have fun. We don't have to be so serious. We can do fun things, you know? We can have parties. We're not afraid of throwing parties. We throw parties any chance we get. And, and it's all because we want to celebrate this life. God, God, you know, we get to partner with God in this life, but we, he wants us to have fun doing it. You know, we, do, we want to have a smile on our face. All right, that's number one. Number two, the, uh, a fountain should be a source of, tr- source of truth. Okay, so that was the fun one. This is a little hairy one, and then it'll get good again, okay? So just hang in, bear with me. Hopefully no one leaves. All right, source of truth. So Proverbs 25, 26, if God, if the godly give in to the wicked, it's like polluting a fountain or mudding a spring. We cannot let the enemy hijack our fountains. We cannot let them come in and muddy the waters of our fountains. The church is too important. And we are seeing this today, and that's, I feel so passionate about it. That's why I put it in here. Is because the, the world is looking for answers. And do you know what's happening in our schools right now? There's, there's children that the school is protecting because they, they're, they're saying, what identity, what gender do you want to be? And they're not even allowed to tell the parents what the kids are saying. And it's, everything is backward. And, and so I feel like the mud has gotten in the fountain. And, and so there needs to be people that read the Bible and bring the truth that we have to be a church that brings the word of God to bring clarity. Because if the, if the fountains are all muddy, where are people going to go to find right from wrong, up from down, girl from boy? 
And it's, it was really challenging. Um, last Thursday and Friday, we were at a uh, Charlie Kirk pastor's event. And a pastor in his maybe 70s got up, a, se- uh, a senior sen- seasoned pastor got up and he said, this is what he said, that if we call or affirm someone's identity by calling them by pronouns that are not their God-given pronouns, we are mocking God. And that was such a sobering thing that he said, because I never thought of it that way. Um, you know, we, we are a church that loves everyone, but when we start doing this, this is actually, when he said that we are mocking God, he's right. If God is saying this is a Bible, you can't call it anything else. That's what it is. If God created me a woman, then I can't be called a boy. So I I feel like this is such an important one that a fountain needs to be a source of truth because if we get away from that, then then how are people gonna be able to see right? There's gonna be mud in there. They're gonna be, it's gonna be vague. It's gonna be, and there's gonna be no clean water to be able to wash the mud off. So this is, this is so important. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful for a church that, that we, we do have the fear of the Lord, that, that we preach the Bible because we don't want this to happen. And so I'm just grateful for our pastors, Pastors Jurgen and Leanne, who have led the way in this and haven't let us be astray. And, and even for Pastors Michael and I, they will um, tell us something like, okay, no, this is the line. This is, we can go this far and no further. And we're like, yes, that is, that is the line. So grateful for our pastors and their leadership for leading us through such a confusing time when, when people don't know what's happening in the world. So, all right, there we go. Source of truth. All right, good. Nobody left. Good job, everyone. All right, third one. Okay, a fountain, a godly fountain should be a source of wisdom. Proverbs thirteen fourteen. The instruction of the wise is like a life-giving fountain. Those who accept it avoids the snare of death. Hmm, wait a second. Didn't we just hear that scripture? When I was preparing this message, I was like, did I already put that scripture in? And I went back, but they're all different. So if you need wisdom, just go to Proverbs. You know, there's a proverb for that. Whatever problem you have, there's a proverb for that. And there's three right here that say that it is a life-giving fountain. Three different things are a life-giving fountain. That the fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. The words of the godly are life-giving fountain. And the instruction of the wise are a life-giving fountain. So, you know, the, the Bible is, is here to protect us, and, and so we can ask for wisdom, we can lean in, and we can ask God. And, and whenever we ask God for wisdom in a situation, he will give it to us or direct us, and that will help us stay out of tricky situations, situations that we don't need miracles to get out of, amen? So, I like this uh, version. I didn't give it to the media team because it's a funny version, the voice version. Proverbs 18.4 says, words bubble up from waters deep within a person. A stream gushes from the fountain of wisdom. Isn't that beautiful? That's, that's you and I. That's us. We can do that. Words bubbling up from the deep. Fountain of wisdom. That's awakened church. That is you and I. So beautiful. And this is also where prophecy comes from. You know, whenever we, we prophesy, or Pastor Michael up here, you saw him prophesying about the butterfly, the people here. The prophecies should always be an encouragement. If it's not an encouragement, then maybe keep it to yourself and uh, pray about it and just tell that person you're praying for them. But we don't really want to give people uh, pr- 
prophetic words that might hurt them or hurt their feelings or, or take them out. So let's be careful what we're sharing with one another, that we're always edifying and building up. And, and life is hard enough already. And then, you know, you have a fellow believer coming up to you telling something like, I saw death circling your house. It's like, wow, is that a really nice thing to tell me? That's so pleasant. Thank you. Why don't you just pray for that and then not tell me that you saw that? So, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to help you guys this morning. <laughs> Okay, we're moving right along. I'm moving fast here. Okay, number four, a fountain should be a source of healing. Fountains are sources of healing. There's a certain pool in Bethesda where waters were stirred. John 5, 4 through 7. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity of 38 years that's a long time. Jesus said to the man, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him and said, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Don't you love the Bible? So great. Well, those waters, they were act, there was an activation of the Holy Spirit, of, of, of God himself that came down and activated that. But, but I love this story because it shows us right here that the, that the physical place is not what import, what's important. It's, it's the person. It was Jesus. The man didn't ever even have to go into the water to receive his healing. He had an encounter with Jesus. So what is the source of your fountain? Do you know Jesus? How are we getting filled up? What does your diet consist of? Who, where, where is your source? What is the quality of your water? You know, the water in San Diego is not known to be the best. I mean, you can drink it. You can brush your teeth with it and all of those things. Um, but it wouldn't be my first choice to, to drink water. I'm not sure where this water came from. Let me, te let me test it. It's good. Yeah, it's good. All right, great job. No, but, but people have per personal preferences in their water. They want minerals added. They want, like, certain pH. They want, some people like Essentia. Some people like, I don't know, spring water. Actually, Kirkland water is really good. Water. Did you know in Rome that you can fill your, your water bottles in the fountains? How cool is that? But it's so clean. And, and you know, the waters here in San Diego, we had a, we had a man come to our house to test our water. He was selling us like a water filtration system. And I'm like, I don't know. I think Michael wanted the free gift card or something that he was offering. So we had, a, we had a demonstration in our home and it took about an hour and he tested the water. And then he said, okay, now get me, you know, a clean towel and all these things. And he showed us and I saw with my own eyes how dirty our water was. And he, then he used his clean water, which was treated water. And when he washed um, our towel, like all of this detergent and stuff came out. He says, that is all the stuff that your dish, wa your washing machine is not washing out because the water's dirty. And I was like, what? I've never heard this before. And so we bought the system because I was like, well, now I can't go back to that water, you know? But, but you know what the amazing thing was is that we had all this calcium buildup because there's like calcium and magnesium in our water here. It picks up along the way or some they, sometimes they put in like chlorine and other things. But we had calcium buildup on our faucets and our shower heads. 
And as we got the new system and it started flowing through, guess what happened? It cleaned itself. We didn't even have to scrub it off. As the clean water came through, it actually dissolved and softened the minerals. And it, like our glass doors were clean, our shower heads were clean, all because we were using clean water. Isn't that wild? One other side thing, you know when you go to the car wash and then it's like spot-free rinse, that's when they're giving you the clean water. <laughs> that's what I, no one told me that. I just figured that out. Because all the other water, all the other water they're using to wash your car, it's like recycled water. It's like, put the soap and you go, you go through the thing, Soapy Joe's. And then it's like spot-free rinse. It's like, oh, now the clean water's coming on your car. So you never know what's in, the, what's in their water. But, but I love it because the Bible says that we, we are to be washed by the water of the word. So when we come into church with all our gunk and things on and, I don't know, calcification, spikes, different things, and, and we, hear the, we hear the word of God and we, we get prayer and we worship, the, that washes over us. You know, and a lot of times, interesting too, it'll, like, people cry, you know, it's like the fountains release. You know, you're in worship and, and God hits you and you start crying. It's like, now, now you're going to think of it as a fountain coming out of you. But the Holy Spirit is moving and, and moving through you and it washes over us, you know. When people come to the, into these church doors with all kinds of background, we don't need to sit them down and be like, take a scrub brush to them to try to clean them. No, we just say, come in, worship with us, hear the word of God, read the Bible, come to prayer. And guess what happens over time? The water washes over them as they hear the word of God and they become transformed. They, they become like new, they become sparkling. And then we can become a reflection of who God it really created us to be. And it's, and it's such a, I mean, it's an easy process. You don't really have to do anything. You just, you let the water clean you. And it's, it's so beautiful. John 4, 14 says, but whoever drinks the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Anything that is not from the source of living water or God will leave you wanting, will leave you thirsty will never fulfill. So what kind of source are you? What does your water taste like? Would you want to drink your water? Matthew 12, 34, I said it before, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What are the things in your heart that are manifesting in the world around you? What is it like to be your friend? What is it like when you walk into a, a room? Do you shift the atmosphere with your joy and your presence? And do you bring life or... Do you, do you not do that so well? Have, do you need more washing of the word? Do we set the thermostat in situations? And, and you know, this, is, this takes time. Sometimes it's, we have to be able to manage our emotions and emit, you know, you can't, you can't go into a situation thinking, well, Pastor Lisa told me, you know, all of these things. Like, no, it, it becomes a process. You learn how to do this. And as God grows in you and the Holy Spirit, you will learn that that will just flow out of you because as it says, as, in, as your heart is transformed, so will your world be. And in, in the dental office I work at, we have like these trainings for people, um, you know, how to treat patients. And they're like, you need to match energies with your patients. And I get it. It's like, you know, when someone sits in my chair, I'm, 
you know, if they want to talk, then I'll talk. And if they want to be quiet, I'll be quiet. But, but I've noticed most people, they want to come in and, and they like having a relationship. So, so they, uh, I'm sometimes people's only friend. Like during COVID, I think I was the only human some people interacted with during COVID because they were afraid to leave their house. And so it's, it's important to, to be available and, and set you know, atmospheres wherever you're going because you never know who's going to be in your proximity that's going to be a recipient of, of what you're carrying or dispersing. So do people like being around us or do we not know? Are we, do we have an awareness of what's coming out of us? Maybe we need to take an a inventory of, of what's happening to the people in our world or do we have collateral that we're not aware of? So let's be aware of that. Maya Angelou said, I've learned that people will forget what you've said. People will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. So let's be fountains, not drains. I stole that from a church billboard. <laughs> I saw. Let's not be so self-centered that we don't realize the impact of the world around us. Let's be a church that has enough wisdom to set boundaries. So I was thinking on this a lot, actually, because some people, they do tend to be drains, and sometimes I feel like it's not their fault. And so maybe they are the ministry area that God is calling you into. But let's have wisdom enough that that they wouldn't take so much from us, like let's set boundaries, that, that we would be left depleted. So let, let's, over, let's minister from a place of overflow for those people and with a heart for God that we would not get to a place that, that we feel depleted or, or run down. And, but when we operate from our own place and identity in Christ, then you will find that we're less impacted with things happening around us. Like things don't happen to us that, that we are able to come into a situation and not be affected by even what people say about us because we're so confident in what God has called us to do that it doesn't matter what people are saying. So I think in this point, it's just like, let's have an awareness. Let's have um, discernment. Let's, let's use what God has given us to, to help others around us, but then also not let people take advantage of us, okay? Good job, church. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So that's my commission to you all. So how do we activate this fountain? Is it an encounter with Jesus? The Samaritan woman at the well in John 4, Jesus tells her, I will give you living water. And a fountain erupted in her. She wouldn't even go to the fountain to get water during the busy times because of shame. But when she met Jesus, she, she was, the shame was, was gone, that, that she couldn't help but, <laughs> but, but profess that, that Jesus, who she met at the fountain. But fountains need movement. They need flow. So this is, this is the other thing. A clogged fountain is an unhealthy fountain. So when the water stops flowing, guess what happens? There's, bio, there's bacteria in the water. Everything has bacteria and lives on everything. And so when the water stops flowing, bacteria builds up and it creates a biofilm. You know, like the inside of a, a vase, it gets slimy. Or, you know, when you don't brush your teeth for a day, they get, you get sweater teeth. That's biofilm, everyone. Brush your teeth twice a day so you don't get biofilm. It's true. It's true. 
But, but so, so stagnant water will create, will create, <laughs> that's what I call it, sweater teeth. Stagnant water will create a buildup that is not healthy and it can make you sick. And, and I, I even like drinking fresh water. Michael will tell you, I leave water glasses all over the house or water bottles all over the house. So if ever the aliens come, I'll be fine because I can just put the water on them. That's from the movie Signs, if you haven't seen it. So, but it's, but it's sad when a fountain that is meant to flow stops flowing. So two homes ago, we had a fountain in our backyard that we could turn on and off. And one day I went out there and I think the fountain broke. I think the pipes broke. I'm not sure why it wasn't working. And there was a little lizard at the top that was all dried up and shriveled and died. And it made me so sad because I realized that he was probably getting his water from that source that was no longer flowing. So, so more sad than never being a fountain was being a fountain that's been turned off. Because, because when there's stuff flowing through us, there might be people, the recipient of, of that flow, that are expecting that flow or need us to be flowing with God. And when that's shut off, there's who knows who would, would be affected down flow. Just that little poor, like that poor lizard. He, he died looking for water. It was so sad. In Jeremiah, God says, for they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and have made for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Talking about the people who have turned away to God. So there's another challenge for us that these people were once living fountains of water and they, they turned away from God and to make their own source of water. And, and God is rebuking them here. How sad. Let us not be a people or a church that, that walks with God and is operating with God that, is, that, that turns off our flow. We should always be pressing in to, and being, to be in a, an agreement and alignment with God so that we continue the flow of our ministry and, and our walk, even just our relationship with him. Let us not, let us not grow dry in that. So it is a, it's a sober reminder for the church that we could be able to stay in flow with what God is doing. And so lastly, my last point, number five, a fountain should be a source of refreshment. Joel 3:18. in that day, the mountains will drip with sweet wine and the hills will flow with milk. Water will fill the stream, stream beds of Judah and a fountain will burst forth from the Lord's temple, watering the arid valleys of the acacias. I pray that we would be a church where waters would flow, that, that from Awaken El Cajon, waters would go out and, and, and water El Cajon, Alpine, Lakeside, Santee, that, that we would be able to water the, the, the ground and that we would be a place where, a place of nourishment, a place of healing, a place of refreshment, that we would be life givers in our communities, in our neighborhoods, on that day with the woman at the well, an eternal source was tapped. The Bible says she left her water pot and went on, she didn't need it anymore. She had an eternal life source. She left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all the things I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And they went out of the city and came to him. So as we close today, I want everyone to stand. Thank you, Jesus. God. And I'm just going to pray for you all. And if you um, 
going to give you an opportunity to, to say yes to Jesus today, but also I want to pray for the Holy Spirit to move in you today, like a baptism of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to receive from that, just raise your hands like this. Thank you, Jesus. God, thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, that fountains would spring forth today. Each and every person with their hands lifted in here today, that you are, have a stirring within them, that, that when, when you told Moses to hit the rock and a water came gushing out in the wilderness, so I thank you, God, that waters are being gush, gonna be gushing out of people's spirits today, that you're, there's an activation that's happening today. I thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit. It's easy to receive the Holy Spirit. You just ask him to come and believe that you've received him. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit filling us today, filling us afresh, giving us fresh wisdom, fresh vision, fresh power and anointing to do your works, God. I thank you that you are washing us clean from all the things that are not of you. I thank you, God, that, that we are a new creation when we come to see you, God. I thank you, God, that we would be clothed with power right now from the Holy Spirit. And I thank you that we would leave here refreshed. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I just feel him right here. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We just thank you for what you're doing in and through us here, God, in this church, that our rivers, our fountains would not run dry, that we would continue to be alive to those around us. And if, if you've never said yes to Jesus, I'm gonna just ask if you would like to receive him as your Lord and Savior today. If that's you and you feel like you would need a connection with him, would you just give me a little wave so I know who I'm praying for? I see you, I see you there. I see you, I see you there in the middle. Anyone else? I see you. Praise God. I just thank you for each and every person who raised their hand, that they would come into an intimate relationship with you, God. So we just, let's all repeat these words. God, I thank you for sending your sign to die on the cross for our sins. And I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. And I will walk with you all the days of my life. And my fountain will not run dry in the name of Jesus, <laughs> amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.